What's going on, guys? Before we get started on this episode of the podcast, make sure that you're following, you're subscribed, and give the show a rate. really helps us reach a wide variety of people so we can make some awesome content for you. Also, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at innovators.anonymous. You can get all the updated news on the show and see what's going to be coming down the pipeline next. Have a good one and enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Innovators Anonymous. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your guide today. And this is definitely a special episode for me. We have a coworker of mine, deep friend, uh, Kensington Castle King, uh, all the way over from California, Jake Schneider uh, here. Jake, thanks for uh, joining uh, the show. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm super excited to be here. Um, you know, can't wait to start to dig into what we got. For sure, for sure. So first, I uh, want to get into, got to congratulate you, California man. You guys have just conf- gotten your second championship in a long time for both baseball Thank and you. basketball. Uh, how's it feel uh, being over there with you guys? It is, I have never felt better, honestly. <laughs> like watching watching the Dodgers win last night and then being able to watch the Lakers win was just nuts. Like as someone who's been, as you can see, I'm a Cowboys fan over here, so haven't seen too much winning in my day. But being able to see the Dodgers do it for the first time in my lifetime was the cherry on top. So can cannot be happier. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a wild, a wild ride oh, with yeah. with sports and just. I mean, the whole year in general, starting off obviously with 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 Kobe's tragic passing earlier on in the year and and what that meant for the city, uh, city of Los Angeles and, and sports as a whole. I mean, have you guys? I mean, it's been some time now, uh, and you weren't in Los Angeles. I guess yeah, you weren't in Los Angeles when it happened because you were here in New Jersey. Like, did have? Did you see any like difference, whether it be, I know it's like, uh, you know, someone else That's hasn't a good been question. in a while, but was there any difference for him? I think, yeah, like I could definitely tell, like when I came back in March, like, uh, like when COVID dropped and such, like I could tell, like even around the city, like, you know, I think on social media, it got publicized a lot. Like there were a lot of murals that got put up and such. And like, you know, I haven't necessarily done like the, the LA tour around all of them or anything, but like, I could tell, like even just driving down like the basic freeways, like there's definitely a lot of like new art, but I, I feel like in the sense of the city, like it, it's so weird. I mean, like you just see, like, I remember there was like a random Friday where I walked into like a random beer store and like everyone was dressed out in like Kobe jerseys. And like, you know, it's just like, it's one of those things where like, he's not even playing. He has just such like this monumental impact on everyone and like everything. So I, I think it's always there. I don't know if you see it as much, but it's definitely, it's always there. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's really cool coming from, from my, point of view because he he was a he went to high school um at one of my rival high schools and so my my brother like was played basketball like against him back in the day that's so crazy yeah and so it's like it was super cool seeing like um one there's this really funny video uh that's on twitter of like uh there's like an announcer talking to one of my to my high school like it's a game strathaven versus oh that's your i know exactly the video that's so funny okay yeah, and the guy is like, uh, yeah, I mean, we just got to stop Kobe. Like, once we get, once we stop him, like, the game's ours. We're going to win the championship. And then they pan to the, the same guy interviewing Kobe Bryant. And he's like, yeah, like, the guy uh, from Strathaven says, all we got to do is stop Kobe Bryant. Like, that's all they got to do, and they're going to win. What do you think about that? And he just gives the typical, like, Kobe we'll face. See. Like, we'll see. <laughs> and exactly, dude. It's just I love like, that. And I'm just like, there's – and then, of course, we lost by, like, 40 points. But it was like – huge impact uh all across the the globe and can definitely uh, a big thing for los angeles sports so congratulations for that you guys have had a thank a, you a ride for sure um thank you you're uh obviously big big sports guy um uh, and whether it be playing i think baseball as as well as watching sports as as, as well like love to hear your your journey of what got you into to sports in the beginning um, to first, whether it be watching, playing, and then now actually working in professional sports uh, with the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, uh, I think I, I played sports my whole life. Um, started playing Little League when I was like four. So definitely, uh, definitely been doing this for a little while. But I think it's always just been in my blood. Like my dad played a bunch of sports as a kid. Um, and I just got pushed to it. Like, I always kind of loved just like running around being with my friends. Like it was a way for just like me to be able to get out and get active. And I know it at school, like 
everyone thinks that they're like the king of the recess yard. I will say I did kill the handball course as a kid. So, uh, you know, as, it, as time has gone on, I've definitely, um, you know, you don't get to play as many sports. I'm not in like a rec league now or anything, but, um, even now, like I still love being able to go to the park and just shoot some hoops. Um, and just being able to do things like that. I did play baseball all throughout high school too, which was really fun. Um, and now working in professional sports, I think like it's kind of that perfect blend. You get the, you get the feel of the competition from working in it. You have like that competitive sales side, obviously. But then in addition to that, you get the fun side of like, oh my God, I'm at a sports game. You know what I mean? Like all my job revolves around people coming out, getting popcorn, having a beer and going out to a game. So I can't really complain about what I do and I love sports and everything about it. I live, breathe it. So. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome experience um, and something that I didn't know really was an opportunity when I was younger. Like I knew, you know, it, when you think of like, okay, what are the jobs in professional sports? When I was, what, even just in high school, or you could even say my freshman, sophomore year of college, I was like, okay, so they're the athletes, they're the coaches, and then they're the trainers. And like, that's really all I knew. Like, I didn't think of any other aspect of professional sports. And then I remember because uh, my family, we were season ticket holders with the the Sixers. And so like th- there was a guy that would just come up while we were sitting in our seats, just like randomly, like every once in a while would be like, oh, hey, man, like how, how are things going on? And like every once in a while, he'd have like gifts that he'd give to me. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool stuff. And then I had no idea like what his job was and then found out that he was like a, a service rep and I'm doing essentially the exact same job that, <laughs> that he was doing. That's so um, funny. Yeah. And so I was like connecting the dots of, Oh wait, there are other jobs in sports. I had no idea. I was, I thought it was just some like random guy that like with a suit that would like walk around and give exactly. people stuff. But yeah, it's, it's wild how many opportunities there are in sports other than just the athletes or coaches that you see. Yeah. And I know like with me, like, the way that I got into sports was kind of weird. Like I didn't necessarily, I'm kind of in the same boat as you were like, I guess growing up, like I didn't really know about it, but I, I kind of knew I've known for a long time. Like I've wanted to be a part of sports. Like I think everyone that plays sports, like grows up wanting to be a professional athlete. And then at some point either life kicks them or they just kind of learn that they're not going to end up being a professional yeah, when, athlete. When it's was like, that for you? When did you realize, okay, I'm not way too <laughs> early, way too early, way too early. I wish that I got into like, at least like, 17 and I was like damn I, I think I could do this but I, I it had to have been much earlier than that but I think that at the end of the day like I love working in sports just because there's so many different ways that like we impact like people like it's so much more than just like coming out to a game and like anyone thinks that it's that like you know again you're naive like I was prior to getting into it like we have like our community relations department like we never talk about as much as you do like on a ticket sales standpoint or what the record is of the team but like they're doing crazy good things for the community and such so Mm -hmm. that's why I love doing it just because you know I get to see the full impact of what do these sports teams that we work for actually do you know what I mean it's not just on a revenue sheet and it's not what the wins and losses is it's a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, we, we've even been in meetings individually with whether it be like our team president or CEO, where they're talking about the community impact that that we have with impacting small businesses, uh, predominantly black owned businesses, whatever it is, and, and outreach into the community and, and helping people, you know, that aren't involved with the team that may not know who the New Jersey Devils or the Philadelphia 76ers are, but, um, you know, having an impact in those, in those ways. And yeah, like you said, it can go so much more than sports and the impact that you can have on, on people's lives. I mean, it's, it's super cool. Um, I mean, looking at, uh, this is one moment that really kind of sticks out in my head as it's, it's really stupid, but it's really funny. It was the, the very first game that we had. Uh, it was opening night or whatever. And my, my prospect, my client, he didn't know where to go, where to get into the, the thing. Like he had lost his ticket, whatever it is on his phone. Account. As always. Yeah, of course. Like, like, like it happens. And so, uh, I had to go out and get him and then come back in. So I go out and I'm like, you know what? Uh, like he, you had your ticket, like I had it or I, I don't know. Somehow I had like his ticket or something. So I go in and then like the security guards like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you guys can't go. And I like pull out my my car i'm like no he's with me i'm the guy yeah <laughs> the, exactly and he's like oh yeah you can go i was like this is the coolest thing ever i'm like i'm i'm like i was like oh i used to see all these people in movies and tv shows like just flash a badge and like a, like the doors part way it's like oh wow i'm that guy like for a second like really cool really cool uh moment even though it's only like you know it happens one time but it was like super cool see that's the funny thing is that like it, it happens one time but like that feeling that you have like where it's like 
listen, you have no idea what you're doing here. I come here and I work here every single day. Here's my badge. I can get you in any door to the building. Like that's the, that's the really cool part about it. And like, obviously that comes with like, you know, time and such. But I think that, you know, once you're comfortable there, like, it's funny, like, I, like, even as you mentioned, like I'm from Los Angeles, like I moved to New Jersey, never been to the Prudential Center. And now working there for a year plus, I could tell you where every snack stand is, where you got to go to the restroom, wherever it is, like, I know everything about it. It just all happens so quick. It's just so funny. Once you like turn that into you know, your home arena, like it actually becomes like your home arena at the same time. So how is it that you found yourself over, over here into the New Jersey area? Cause you've got a, you traveled an awful lot in, in the last few years, started off what living out in California, went to school then in, in Arizona. Right. And then now yep. over here in, in the New Jersey area, you're, 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 you've got three of the four corners of the United States pretty much <laughs> mapped out. All you need to do is go to Florida and you're good. I mean, how Lock is it, it that, how is it that you, you got yourself to Arizona and then maybe even over here, uh, find yourself in New Jersey with the devils. Sure. So I think like for me in high school, um, you know, I, there were definitely some schools that I was choosing from, but I think that for me, like the main reason why I chose Arizona, it was like the perfect blend of everything that I wanted. Like I wanted a school that had a good business program. I wanted a school that was definitely going to be fun, but has a good sports program as well, just because that's what I was really attracted to. And then at the end of the day, like the biggest selling point was that I got a nice little scholarship there and I could wear shorts and a t-shirt every day. So can't complain. <laughs> it was very hot. Right. And then when I was at Arizona, like, you know, I knew that I was going to eventually get into the business school, which you have to test into eventually. Um, but for me, like it was all about, you know, how do I get into sports? How do I figure out my way to be able to be involved in this? And I think that for me, it started with um, some internships that I had in college. Like I've been selling tickets um, since my sophomore year of college, like was doing inbound sales for the Arizona athletics department sold there learned like kind of the basics of what I really needed to, but it was more to just kind of get a feel of like, okay, what is working in sports like? And definitely a grind of a job definitely got me some of the work ethic that I have underneath my heels now to get to, you know, where I am in my now role. But, um, it was working with the athletics department. And then, um, you know, I, in my senior year, I was actually able to work with a minor league hockey team too kind of do the same thing. So I think that for me, the way that I got out here was honestly just through straight up LinkedIn recruitment. Like, I think that I did a decent job in college of like, you know, networking with the right people, like doing a lot of internships and jobs that would like put me in an area where it's like when someone's looking to hire someone in professional sports, like coming out of college, I had already worked in collegiate sports and minor league sports. So for me, like the next step was kind of naturally like, all right, how do I get to the pros? Like, what do I got to do? Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily enough, like it just happened where on LinkedIn, like my inside sales manager, Tyler, he reached out to me and he goes, Hey, you got a good background. Like we should talk. And, you know, originally I kind of thought that it was like those spam mail that you get sometimes where it's like, Oh, so it's almost like too good to be true. It's like, Oh, the 76ers are reaching out. Like, "Mm, I don't know, (laughs) but you know, you like go through and I talked with him and you know, everything just made sense. And even though for me, like, I had been doing this for a while and now I'm going back into like an entry level program. Like I'd heard so much about just like our company's training and such that it just made sense for me. And I was kind of willing to go back to uh, like a clean slate and say like, all right, you know, I I have experience, but I'm going to go into this. Like I know nothing and just kind of, you know, see where we can kind of go. And I think it's honestly made all the difference. Yeah. Having that like blank slate attitude and being able to just be a sponge and be like, yeah, I sure I had some type of experience in, in this aspect or that aspect, but going like, I'm going to go in and, and just learn and be, be able to learn as, as much as I can and, and, you know, hear the way that has made these people successful. Because obviously, if you're a manager, inside sale manager, you've had to have some type of success and otherwise you wouldn't have the position. And so obviously, I mean, Tyler, we know um, Tyler, very smart guy, uh, obviously all of the inside sales managers and pretty much everyone in our, our leadership team exactly. uh, is pretty, pretty, pretty talented. And so being able to go in there and, and, and learn, learn, learn the, t- the tips of the trade and it helped, helped you to get to where you are now and definitely killing your role with everything. And um, I mean, besides the, uh, obviously you finding on, on LinkedIn and, and all that type of stuff. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you, you liked it going to, to what to Arizona cause you got to wear shorts and a t-shirt every day. Uh, something that we know is not uh, common in New Jersey is the shorts and a t-shirt every day mentality. You get that maybe four or five uh, months in a year. Uh, what was it like, you know, coming through when 
with this i don't think i think you were lucky it didn't snow but i mean it start, it definitely got a little colder than sunny california it got cold <laughs> yeah it definitely got cold i'll tell you that um i think like honestly for me like i've always just i i had honestly not taken a ton of risks like prior to leaving arizona and since like me leaving home and leaving la to go to arizona was probably the biggest real risk that i took i guess and then you know with what i saw is i was like you know what listen like if there's a company that wants to take me for what I've done and they're willing to train me and kind of put me in on their tracks to hopefully find success in the future, like that's what I was looking for. I was looking for someone to say like, hey, this guy has worked really hard. We think that he'll be a value here. Let's try to get him. And luckily it just all worked out like it did. So I think that for me, it was just kind of saying like, you know, yes, it's going to be cold 3000 miles away. I don't know anyone. I don't even know my roommates that I'm going to be living with, like all this kind of stuff. It's just like, you know what, like sometimes you just got to know that like, it's all going to work out. You got to believe in yourself. And luckily this was one of those instances where it just kind of worked out for me. So happy that it happened. Yeah, you got to like trust the process. And it's, if you keep doing, uh, if you keep sticking to the things that you, I can't, I'm going to butcher the saying, but it's like, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result or like, so if you're not going to, if you don't you know, go out of those, take those risks, go out of your comfort zone, you're not going to find that, you know, new job or, or new creative advan- adventure that, that you're going to like. I mean, you have to, go down the the path that nobody has has gone down or that you that you may be you know a little nervous or hesitant to go through and you'll 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 find one of two things either a it'll be a great you know great opportunity and something that you like or b it's it'll be a learning experience you'll be like okay we're never going to do that again that wasn't that's not what i was looking for and so it's great to find like hey this is something that was a positive in in your journey and, and helped you you know taking your next steps i mean I know you're very new in your role now and you're not, you know, thinking of the next steps is probably a, a little bit farther down the line. But I mean, what, what do you kind of see is like some, some place that, that you want to eventually be, whether it's five, 10 years uh, down the line? I think that for me, honestly, like, I, I don't really know what it is exactly that I want to pinpoint myself down to. Like, I think what's really fun about working in sports is that like, you get a really like fully encompassing view of like what a corporation is like where you get to see like every level of it. Like, obviously we're on the ticket sales level. We're on the most basic level of what it is, but in all reality, when we run across the arena, you know, we get to see all of the different marketing initiatives that are going on. We get to see the interaction between service members and clients on that side, how corporations and how, you know, our premium areas are being used. So there's like a lot of really cool things. I think for me personally, like, I, I love working with people and I think that I, I'm a pretty decent motivator at the same time. So I'd love to be in leadership at some point. Um, I don't necessarily know where that leadership will be, but I think that at the end of the day, like the real way that I want to kind of find myself in the next couple of years is like, obviously, hopefully still in the sports industry, but really just doing something where I can say that I'm bringing people together. I really enjoy what I do. And at the end of the day, if it's in sports, then that's all the better. I think that you definitely overlooked your, your you just glossed over the motivation aspect uh, of things. Let me t- let me break it down and just give an example of what type of motivator this man uh, Jake Schneider is. So uh, this guy will can, this guy could probably motivate uh, a, a brick wall to build more bricks on its own. It's, it's this dude's got some some awesome motivation. It'll come at like the most random times or times where you know not you're not expecting it. So one. Got to keep people on their toes, Colin. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> exactly. Like my favorite, I think my favorite like text that you had sent me or, or email that you had sent me, it was after probably like a three, like a, a small sale, like probably the smallest thing that you could possibly sell. And I just get a message from Jake and like, of course, no one else, no one else sends a message because like, it's not impressive. Get a message from Jake saying like, I was looking up legend in the, in the dictionary and a picture of Colin Waitsman showed up. I just lose it. Cause I'm like, this listen, is- I think personally, like that's, that's the way that's so cool about our company is like, there, like I, when I was starting out here, like that was something that like, when you get your first sale, like everyone reaches out and you're like, I am the man. Like everyone is reaching out to me, all that kind of stuff. And I think that for me, honestly, like I, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm get the same emails that everyone else does when the sale comes through and, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm not really doing anything at the moment. I think it's something funny and I'll shoot it over it. Cause I know that like at the end of the day, when someone does that to me, like I get a kick out of it cause you, you throw the same stuff back at me and I love it. So it's like, that keeps me motivated, especially virtually like, dude, if we're not in the office and we're not 
playing bangers and staying there until eight o'clock at night and eating five meals a day there, like whatever <laughs> it is. Like it's definitely like very different. Like whenever I can throw in like those little things, like it makes me smile, uh, honestly. And whether it, whether the other person on the other end thinks it's funny or not, like I'm laughing. So that's how I get through the day. So that's how I love it. Oh yeah. Like so there's some of my, like I go, I try to go above and be, not above and beyond, but I try to get pretty creative with some of these responses that I get. Like there are times where like, I'll be like in the middle, I'll be like sending an email to like someone that's important. I'm like, let me stop this for a half second and put together like this pointless, dumb email that like no one's going to find funny, but I'm just like losing it over because I I think that it's like, I'm like, Oh, this inside joke is going to be the best ever. And it's like really not that important, but it's like, it keeps you, keeps you lively. keeps you, keeps you going, especially when you're, I know for me, I'm making calls in my basement, not doing a whole lot. I mean, by myself, a lot of pretty, pretty different atmosphere compared to, you know, being in the office and everything like that. Definitely very different. Yeah. So, I mean, awesome motivator, always been super supportive. So if you ever, if any of you guys are looking for, you know, a pick me up, hit up Jake Schneider, he'll be able to help you out a lot. I mean, definitely got a lot of those things. I mean, I've, you've been a huge motivator. I mean, who have some of the people in your life, whether it's that you knew personally, or maybe, whether it's professional athletes, authors, whatever that you look to for motivation um, throughout your, your life. Yeah. I think that I look at motivation, like a lot around me, like I'm definitely like a visual learner. Like I like to, you know, kind of see like how other people have found success and try to find my own through them. Like whether it's as simple as like, you know, if you want to go on the route of, you know, how do I get to where I want to be in 10 years? It's like, okay, well, I find someone who, for me specifically, like I said, I want to be in leadership in sports in 10 years. So I would go ahead and whether it's at our company, a different company, someone that I idolize, whatever it is, I think that a lot of like my motivation just comes from wanting to learn. So I don't necessarily think that there's one person in general, just because I'll kind of go ahead and say, you know what, like, this is kind of my flavor of the month. Like if my motivation is to, you know, how do I become a better public speaker? Then it's like, all right, I'm going to find some TED Talks on how to do that. Or how do I become a better salesman? Then it's like, okay, then I might reach out to someone at my company who has either sold in the past is selling really well now. Um, but I think like one thing that's like really important at least is like, you can't just find motivation like in like your professional life or your school life or anything like that. Like you have to find in like the emotional side too. So like for me, like I have like friends who like, especially, especially through HBSD, just cause there's so many different people, like learning just like different ways, to like communicate with people, realizing that like, you know, I, I've grown up in my LA bubble really my whole life. And, you know, I have certain, I guess, slang that I'll say with my friends or like a way that we speak to each other or whatever it is. But it's just like, at the end of the day, like you just find out that like, when you go to a completely different part of the country, like you're going to meet a bunch of different people and learning how to speak with them and interact with them. So like, for me, a lot of my motivation just comes from like how I observe the world around me. And then when I find someone that find that I think is motivating to me, it's like, all right, how do I get as much knowledge as I can out of this person? I definitely find motivation after uh, this guy right here on the podcast, just <laughs> Colin Waitson. No, yeah, it's. It, I think it's important to be able to have those, whether it's um, like things that you're really interested in and 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 you're you're motivated to get better at. Like, for example, something that I'm really I've been really interested in. I was before, but I've really been interested in during quarantine was uh, is like magic tricks and card tricks. So like I've I like that was like, oh, this is like my thing. Like I really enjoy right now. And so like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to look up every single YouTuber and like every single like major magician and go- like exactly. look up book. I'm like, I want to see who are the best of the best and how do they, you know, become or how are they the best at, you know, making these tricks? And I'm like, it's, it's, it's kind of dumb. It's kind of silly, but it's like, no, it's like th- these are people that are motivating me right now to, you know, be better at this, you know, little hobby that, that I do while I'm sitting down, like playing mess with cards, like during on like a regular day basis. But it's like, it's important. You got to find those people that are successful in what they do. Um, that is a, maybe a field that, that you're in or, or interested in the future. hundred percent. I definitely, and I think that like on the overall arching side, like, I think that like my, I guess like pursuit of motivation and such. It just like, it just comes from like just being a hard worker. And I think like my parents just like told, like they never handed anything to me directly. Like, it's always like, Hey, like if you're going to do something like work for it, like put your head down, like if you want it, earn it. And I think that like, that's just kind of been something that I've always used as like my kind of like North star guiding compass type of deal. It's just like, listen, like if I want something, I'm going to be the, I'm the only person that's going to be able to get it for me. Like people might be able to help me out down the way, but 
at the end of the day, when it asks for your signature, you can't forge somebody else's. So that's kind of the way that I see it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you're the one that's going to be doing it. You're, you're the one that's signing and doing it. If you're, if you're trying to, you know, like you said, forge somebody else's signature, you're not going to get the results that you wanted at the end of the day. And it's very quickly going to be revealed that you're like, Oh, this guy's a phony. And it's not actually like who he says or what he says that he's doing. I mean, something that, um, definitely want to, that actually kind of transitions right into it is, uh, you mentioned, or well, we haven't mentioned yet, but some, you had a pretty major transformation uh, recently where you've actually lost over a hundred pounds in over the course of, I believe it was four years, which is congratulations, extraordinarily impressive. Um, What was for you? I know we had talked offline about what kind of motivated you to, to do it, but I mean, what was that like deciding factor? What made you want to put your body through a a complete transformation and and kind of reinvent yourself a little bit? Yeah, I, I think just like a little background, like I, I was always like a big kid, like definitely like I, I love food. I love everything about it. I love making food. I love eating food. I love trying new foods, everything about it. And like I've been that way my whole life. So always a big kid, always loved to eat, always was well fed. And I think that like for me, um, you know, like at one point in my life, like I was a pre-diabetic and it was like, okay, like if I don't start making certain choices, like in my life, like, you know, I probably things aren't going to go too well. So um, I, that was actually when I was really young. And honestly, when I was young, I went to a nutritionist and I was like, this is going to help me. And to be honest with you, I kind of just, I think I was too young, like to actually like realize that I'm like, Hey, I'm a big kid. I got to make some changes, that type of deal. So I kind of just ignored it to be honest with you. And then going into high school gained weight. And then really when I gained most of it was in college, just with, you know, like the eating circumstances and everybody. The freshman 15 for most people turned into like the freshman 40 for me. Like I left high school, I think at like 250 pounds. And then like the big, the, when you talk about like a catalyzing moment or something that like really kind of like sparked the change, um, was when I finally saw like 300 pounds on a scale. I was like, whoa, like that is, I was like, that is a, that is crazy. Like I had, I had thought about my weight. I had been conscious about it. And it's just like, it finally hit that number. And I was like, wow, we're, it's like being, it's like if I hit the lottery and I was in a new tax bracket, it's like literally like having like a dumbfounding moment of like my whole life is just like over. And it's like, for me, it was like, you know, when I hit 300, it's like, all right, am I just going to keep watching this number slowly tick up to 400 or is it going to, you know, at one point I'm not going to be able to read it because I'm not going to be able to see over my stomach. Like, you know what I mean? Like whatever it ends up being. And I think it was really just like that moment where I was like, you know what? Like, and it started so simple too. It wasn't like that day I started eating kale salads and went on five mile runs. It was like, you know, instead of going to Chick-fil-A for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I went to Chick-fil-A for lunch. And like, it started like, instead of getting Chick-fil-A with the fried chicken sandwich, it was, oh, okay, let's get grilled chicken. And it's like, it all started out like very, very minuscule, but it, it definitely took a long time for me to get like the kick in the ass to like actually start it. It's, it, I feel like that's got to be because that's that's one of those things that it's very difficult to see like immediate success. Like for me, like I'm trying to get in the gym and I'm like, oh, I want to be stronger. And this is, I mean, for it's for anyone. You're not going to see results on day one, but it's like day one is always like the hardest thing, whether it's being in the gym or, or deciding, you know, I'm gonna eat eat healthier. You know, not go to Chick Fil A. You're like, oh, I didn't, I I didn't go to Chick Fil A today. That means I probably lost five pounds and then you go on the scale and you're the same. It's like, and then, and not, not, that's only day one of your four year journey. Exactly. What was that like? Like, did you have any like hitting the wall moments or just like where you just kind of felt defeated at, at any points that might've stuck out in your head? Yeah. Um, I think one thing that like, just based off what you just said, like the biggest, like one of my favorite quotes that like definitely helped me out through weight loss. And like, I use it kind of as like a joke right now, but like every great streak starts with one, you know what I mean? Like you need to have that first notch underneath your belt and you are able to go and you're able to run. So I think that for me, like there were definitely times where there were hiccups, like, and even now, like, like just because I've lost like a hundred pounds, like I'm definitely not to where I want to be yet. But like, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with like my success and such. I think that in terms of going forward and like actually finding motivation to keep going when you do have those hiccups, it's just like realizing that like you need, you can't have, you can't like microscope down your goals. You can't say like, this is exactly what it needs to be. And if it's not this, then I'm a failure. Like that's what 
my mindset was like really early on where it's like it was it was literally exactly what you were just saying where it's like oh my god like i had such a good day i went to chick-fil-a and i got the medium fry instead of a large fry i got the diet lemonade instead of the regular lemonade or whatever it is and as i go home and it's like how did i just gain a pound you know what i mean like it was really just like taking a second and realizing like one like rome wasn't built in a day this isn't going to happen overnight and i think that it's just like having the mental wherewithal and like obviously it takes hiccup after hiccup and getting back up after falling down and all these kind of things to eventually just be like, you know what, like I just need a one day streak and I'm ready to go. So I think for, think of it this way, like for as many one day streaks as I've had that I've failed, I've had probably 10% as many less who have been able to say, you know what, like that was what started me being able to go and actually accomplish what I needed to do. Yeah. It's if, if you break it down on uh, in, in the most simplest of forms, it's like you, you want to go one and oh every day. And like, that's it. So like, don't think of it as, cause, cause I've, I've thought of this when it comes to different types of, of exercise as well. So when I was a, oh man, I think it was my junior year of, of college. Like I, a really bad failure. No, I did in my meet talked about that earlier in the in, in previous episodes, but really, really bad failure. And I was like, not okay with it. I was like, I don't want to, don't want this feeling to happen to me again. And so I decided like, I'm going to do uh, core exercises. So like eight minute, I'm going to do eight minutes of core exercises at least every single day until this meet next year, my senior year. And, and I did it, uh, every single day. And it's like, it's if, when I thought of it <laughs> as an entire 365 day scale, it's like, that's impossible. You can, no human could ever do that. three every single day. That's insane. And, and it is, when you it. but when you just break it down, like I just got to do it one, I just got to be one and zero every day. So just think like just today. Okay. Let me just do it today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the next day. Oh, today. All I have to do is I just have to do it once. Boom. Done. Then you wake up tomorrow. Oh, all I got to do is I just got to do this once. Boom. It's done. And then next time you look it up, it's going to be, Oh, it's been a week. It's been a month. It's been two months. And then, I mean, if, if exactly, it's, if it's quarantine, it's going to be seven months in a blink of an eye. Like it's like, it's going to go, it's going to go by quickly. And so it's like if you can just take your major goals and then bring break them down into something that's really tiny and manageable, you'll notice that it's a lot easier to do. Uh, I mean, did you find that helpful at all? Like when you were, you know, on Oh yeah. I think and it's all about like finding a milestone too. Like like I said, like the real story of this all like it actually started in terms of like I started losing weight in twenty sixteen. Like that's when I like was like, okay. I see myself at 300 pounds on the screen. Like, that's not okay. We got to go. But I don't think it was actually until like 2017 was when I really started like actually taking it serious where like I was doing a full like diet plan, workout, all the things that I really needed to do. So like for all the people that are listening, like, listen, like I, I'm not special, like by any means, like I'm a random guy that was fat. That was like, you know what? Like I want to lose weight. So I think that for me, like one thing that I learned and I learned this from a couple of my buddies at school who one was in a similar position to me where he was overweight, lost a bunch of weight. And then actually on the flip side where he was a little bit smaller than I was and then ended up just ballooning up and getting huge and jacked and awesome to see him do that. But like the main thing that I learned from them is like redefine like what a streak means to you. Like if my streak was, or like what your actual goal is, redefine what the goal is. So for me, my goal was to lose weight. It's like, okay, that's, that's really hard to define. Like what is losing weight? Cause I could lose a pound and be like, all right, cool. That was great. But for me, it was like, you know, I want to get myself back to an area where like, I'm healthy. Like I'm actually like, I enjoy looking at myself in the mirror, like being able to take my shirt off, like having like a good time, like doing things that like normal people would do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that like, for me, like it, it's always something that like I'll have anxiety about. And like, I think that that's, you know, you can't really get around that. But I think that at the end of the day, it's like, listen, like if you can redefine what your goal is. And like, for me, like my goal was just lose weight. And I, took it every day. It's like, all right, I'm going to take 10 pounds and that's going to be, I'm going to try to lose 10 pounds in a month. See what I can do. It's like, oh my God, I lost 15. How did I just do that? It's like, okay, mm -hmm. awesome. Like now it's like, all right, I did this and I got this great result. All right, perfect. I'm going to try to adjust this and now I'm going to get to 20. And it's like, it's just chasing after yourself. That's kind of, that's always been like, uh, what's the, what's the Hennessy phrase? It's like chase your inner rabbit, something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, like, that's been me over the last four years is chasing, <laughs> chasing my inner rabbit. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail right on the head there of what SMART goals are. So for people that don't know what SMART goals are, it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely, something like that. Maybe there's, depending on what website you look at, they might, they might change the, a few of those words. 
but I, I think that was it. I, I try. I, I I know we've talked about that in several meetings in the past, so I'm sure that you know. I'm sorry, man, HBSE management. I'll get it next yeah, time. I promise. Yeah, I'll get it right next time. Uh, but um, so it's important because it's just like what you said. If you don't have a plan going into, like, hey, am I, I'm just gonna lo-, if you just say I'm just gonna lose weight. Yeah, like you mentioned. Oh, you'll lose one pound. Oh, you're done. You're like, no, that's not what you really meant. What you meant is you want to lose ten pounds in a month. That's a smart goal. So if you just what for whatever goals you're setting doesn't have to do with weight loss doesn't have to be with being in the gym it could be anything what whatever your goal is make sure that you you put a timeline on it and make it as specific as possible because then once once your goal is as specific as possible you'll know exactly when you fail and you'll know exactly when you succeed because it'll be extremely specific so you have to have that goal as narrowed down as possible. So then you know when you've completed it and when you're on the road to, and also when you're slipping and you need to do better. A hundred percent. And I think that like one thing to just piggyback off of that is like, there's no shot that I would have been here and been able to do like what I did if I didn't involve other people. Like, I think that that's something that people are scared to involve other people in finding their own success because they think that people are going to be like, why is this guy reaching out to me for me to help him? Like he's not doing anything for me. But I think at the end of the day, like you got to have people in your circle who are there to help you out. And I know for me, like it was a lot of the people in my fraternity, like they were like, I remember coming back like one summer, I think it was like my junior summer going into senior or no, it was my sophomore summer coming into senior or sophomore year going into junior year. And um, that was like where, you know, like I, I had lost probably 50, 60 pounds, something like that. So it was like a recognizable change. And like, I remember like coming back and like, all the people in my fraternity, because we we had like rushed that like a week before school. So it was before anyone saw me. They hadn't seen me all summer. And it was like, I came back and I felt like the man. Like they just gassed me up. They're like, oh my God, I'm so inspired by you. We're going to go to the gym, this, this, and this. And like, that's how I kept it going. Like lose it. Like me in, like, if you want to talk about like finding success and then like kind of hitting another gear, like that's what my junior year was. Cause like I got all the success and gassing up that I needed where it's like, oh, Jake, you look really good now. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I had a goal, which was lose weight. And now I'm starting to kind of get the nice part of that where it's like, oh, people are complimenting me. It's great. But that's not what I was doing this for. I wasn't doing this for compliments. I wanted this to, because I wanted to feel good about me. Like, I don't need someone to say, you know, hey, you look good with or without a shirt on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, for, for me, like, really, it was just saying, like, hey, you said that you want X, Y, and Z. And are you at X, Y, and Z? And I think that, like, junior year was, like, when I really kind of reframed it and, like, now, now more than ever, especially over the last like two, three years, it's been more of like an actual lifestyle change where like for a portion of my weight loss, like for, a, I guess, like really all of my sophomore year and going even into junior year was like almost like an unhealthy part of it where it was like, it was so consuming to everything that I was doing where like, I was like sacrificing social engagements. Like I wouldn't go out to eat with people because I was like, nope, I'm going to be tempted. I can't do it. Like, and it's like, it was almost like betting against myself and like, when I realized, like, I went back my junior year, I was like, you know, like, I don't need to do that. Like, I I can actually like function now. Like I've done, I've had this under my belt for so long. Like, I don't need to put restrictions on everything. You know, I shouldn't be limiting myself to fun because I want to lose weight. You know what I mean? Like, I can find a way to be able to like coexist with it. So I think that's when I started like doing a lot more like nutrition research and like saying like, you know what, like I'm going to cook a lot more and start eating a lot more vegetables. And like, instead of just like limiting my calories and drinking a bunch of water and trying to, you know, supplement all my protein that I was getting through protein shakes, like, you know, the stuff that people say, like, that's, what's going to get you the best results is quit is if you don't eat any food and you do only protein and drink water. It's like, that's it's just so not it. That's not mm-hmm. how that works like at all. <laughs> so I think like for me, it's like the way that I, I'm able to continue what I'm doing now. And especially what's gotten me through the last like two or three years is just like, a full lifestyle change where it's like, I enjoy like learning more about nutrition and like finding new food to eat and finding new workouts to do. And, you know, who's going to work out with me and inspire me to be, you know, start doing yoga or start doing X, Y, and Z. So it's a lot of different things in the, uh, the Snyder health arsenal now than it was in college. I could tell you that. Yeah. I mean, n- nutrition is something that is, I, I remember the first time that I was like learning about it probably because we had a, a nutritionist when I was in college and we had a few, I took a few nutrition classes in high school and like just first off, just learning that like, Hey, you don't like, don't eat like so much bread, like, like, like finding out like, Oh yes. 
I was like, I thought bread, like before I thought bread was like the healthiest thing known to man. I'm like, this is, this is good stuff. It tastes good. It's good for me. Then like, I'm like, oh no, it's not exactly what I thought it was. Maybe I should chill out a little bit. Uh, it's definitely not helping. It's like, it's, it's learning about those things. And because it's not necessarily taught in the core curriculum, like it's uh, an elective where you have to go on on your own. And so it's, it's so difficult to learn because you, you can hear these conflicting things where, like you mentioned, there's some people that say, yeah, just eat protein shakes, water, and that's all you need. And like, just work out 40 times a day and, and, and kill yourself. Like, no, don't, 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 don't kill yourself in the gym. Like, don't, don't exactly. On. Like, it's going to, it's not going to help. Like you, you got to make sure that you're eating, you know, balanced, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and not, not too much. And, and you're getting, you're getting your exercise in or whatever that might be. And that, that's, what's going to help you have a, a balanced lifestyle that is not only helpful for you now, but it's sustainable in the long term because it's not going to burn you out or whatever it might be at the end of the day. Right. And I think like one thing that we talked about like a little while ago, like pre-recording is like the, the idea, like the biggest loser. Like, I feel like for me, like I grew up watching that show, like wasn't something that I like typically watched, like, you know, when I was getting larger, because honestly, I, I probably subconsciously made me feel really bad about myself. Like, that's probably why I wasn't watching it. But I think that in terms like when I was watching it as a kid, it's like, wow, this is great. Like, how did this person just lose 150, 200, 300 pounds, whatever it is. But then you hear about these horror stories of it was it's not that it was so unhealthy that they ended up going back and losing weight, but it's like, did they really get the full experience of like, listen, like this needs to become a lifestyle change. Like this is something that you need to now take back home with you and not do for a cash prize at the end of this and to show off your six pack. Like for me, like a lot of what this was, it's like, you know, going back to the original point of like, there are so many confounding messages on what the perfect element of fitness is. And every, no one has the right answer. No one has the same answer. And that's why for me, like, I think it was really just like, I was able to kind of come up with my own system that worked for me. And it's going to be different for everyone. And, you know, there were days where I was eating like a spinach salad with no dressing. And it's like, what are you doing? That's like disgusting. And like, those would be one of those instances where it's like, you know, that's like an unhealthy habit. Like if you're only eating spinach and that's the only thing that you're eating, like that's not great. But once you go ahead and you learn, it's like, okay, like, you know, for me to be able to have optimum nutrition, I need to have all my macronutrients and I need to, okay, if I'm going to eat my carbs, I should eat them in the morning because it gives me more energy and then it won't stay in my stomach throughout the entire night. Learning how to put my body into ketosis, like all that kind of stuff. It's just like, you don't learn that unless you're motivated to do so. And I think that for everyone, like literally just taking the first step in doing anything. And, you know, I, anyone can tell you the first step is the hardest. So don't be afraid to, you know, put your foot down hard and, you know, fall and get back up and step down harder next time. So, yeah, I mean, you got to learn what's, what's best for you and what your goals are and, and, and what is it you want to achieve. And there's something special about going through that journey of, Hey, like going through that, that weight loss journey, going through the, you know, the, 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 the muscle building journey, because then, then you have a, a better appreciation of it. Like it's, uh, I'm sure that it's like, Hey, if you, go over if you go through the four years that it took for you to lose that hundred hundred pounds it probably had a, a pretty good impact on you like mentally and physically where you're like i never oh, yeah what i was before because i might feel i feel a lot better now and so it's like doing that over a long period of time it's like wow that was a long journey and it's to be and unfortunately or whatever whether it's fortunate or unfortunate however you want to look at it it's so much easier to pack that back on or to become, or to become like weaker than it is to become stronger or to become leaner. So it's like, it's the journey. It takes so long for you to, to build it up here. And it's like, okay, it's, that's the, that's the hard, the easy part, I guess, in this journey, in this thing. And then it's like, okay, now you got to maintain. It's like, I mean, that's, that's almost just as difficult. Like, like you mentioned, some of the biggest loser, you'll see them all lose the weight. It's like fantastic. And then they're right back at it. Like not, couple months later it's like well that the maintaining is can be almost as hard if not harder than you know actually the long process yeah and i think that for me like i like definitely on like the mental side like i think that like when i was losing the weight like i was definitely like not in a great mental space but i think that for me like again like the the only way that i was able to get through with this is like i had great friends around me like just anyone that i could go talk to like i could go talk to my family about it and like I'm an open book. Like I'm willing to like have those conversations and be vulnerable with people. And like, 
I think like that's the number one thing, like, especially with weight loss, like, like I, like there are times where like, literally like I was like begging for someone to like call me out on being fat and I could use it as like a motivator to be like, all right, this is the day that I like get in the gym and I do it. You know what I mean? But like people are too nice. Like I would say to them like, Hey, like you can call me fat. Like it's okay. And like, I was almost like, like, it's almost like trying to get in a fight when you're drunk at a bar. You know what I mean? Like you're, instigate, <laughs> yeah. like you're instigating it. I'm trying to get someone to insult me. Right. And that's just such a messed up way of thinking. But I think like, for me, like that's, that's what I wanted. I needed someone else to tell me that. And then, you know, I just kind of realized like, that's a messed up reason. Like, I don't need that. That's not like, again, like it was when I saw 300 on the scale and it was like, that's obscene. Like, that's not who I am. Like when I think of Jake Snyder in my head, like, I don't think of this random guy that's 300 pounds. Like, you know, I just have a different vision of what myself and where I view the rest of my life going. And I think that like, really at the end of the day, it's like, I keep mentioning like my friends and family that like helped me out, but like realistically, like there would have been no way that I could have dealt with like the anxieties and like the conversations that I needed to have, like without having like people there as like a support system for me. So, and like, even today, like, you know, especially during quarantine, like, yeah, we can all, you know, go on a run, go do this. You can limit your calories as much as you can, but on a Friday when it's five o'clock, like you have a couple beers, it's way much easier, like you said, to gain three pounds and to lose three pounds. So Pizza Hut's super kinda, easy to call, man. <laughs> exactly. They're three minutes away. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, like I think that all that it comes down to is like whether it's weight loss, whether it's anything, it's like involving as many people as you can and like trying to be vulnerable with it. Like, yes, it's very hard. Some people aren't meant for it, but I think at the end of the day, like that's how I found success. And, you know, hopefully it helps everyone else with whatever goals they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Having a, a great support system is something that you know, I've definitely been blessed to have because I know some people don't, don't have that. And, and I recognize that, you know, the position that I'm in having a great family, great friends, great coworkers that are there to support me is, is fantastic to help me achieve my goals as, as it sounds like you had with yours. Um, you know, because that, that's, what's pushing you every, every day when, when you're, you don't feel like getting out of bed or, you know, you don't feel like you're like, Oh, I don't feel like cooking today. Let me just get McDonald's. Like, it's so easy, but like when your friend hears you say that and you're like, no, like you're on this journey. You, you had a fantastic day so far. Don't ruin it by doing this. Like, no, like here, I'll cook with you. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it now. And now you're doing it exactly. as a team. Makes it so much easier. I mean, like what, what was a, I mean, you did this over a long period of time. Uh, I'm so I'm sure that your, your average day changed, but like what would, what was like maybe an average esque day for you with whether it's like what what type of foods were you eating on on generally and and what type of exercise were you doing on a on a typical day through your journey yeah so in college like that's like a lot of people have always asked me like how did you do it during college specifically um i think for me like really what my schedule was is it, it's no different than any other college student like I'd wake up in the morning. I wouldn't actually work out in the morning. I, I don't prefer doing that because then I get just tired later in the day. So wake up, go to my classes, probably around midday is when I would probably start to eat. Like that's uh, in college. It's when I started doing like intermittent fasting. So what I would do is for anyone that doesn't know what intermittent fasting is, there's like a certain amount of time that you do eat food in the day, a certain amount of time that you don't eat food in the day to try to give your body some sort of a balance. So you're not always putting food in so it can actually burn some of the substances. So for me, when I learned about that, it was like, okay, I know that I got to stop eating at this time, start eating at this time. So for me, I would start eating at like noon. And for me, if I was super hungry, then it would probably be like, you know, I, I mentioned like spinach salads, like for anyone that went to college with me, like they'll know that that's like, that was a big thing. So it's like spinach salads with like chicken and shredded carrots. Like that was like a big thing that I ate for like a normal meal. And like for some people that's, that's not what they can eat. So it just kind of depended on the day, but could be anything from like doing like mixed nuts and stuff like that. Like, again, it's all going to be what personal preference is, but it's a lot of eating during the middle of the day, working out towards like the middle afternoon, and then just like timing everything around, like when I was actually going to eat. Cause again, like in ketosis, like I was only eating for like eight hours a day. So I knew it's like, okay, so I'm going to eat from noon to 8 PM. So how many meals can I fit in <laughs> spaciously to where I don't want to throw up? You know what I mean? So I think it's all, it's just all about like being smart. And I think that like the hardest thing by far, especially during college is like the temptation side of it. Like there's no, there's no way to get around it. Like, especially if you live with roommates, like, and, and for me to say like my roommates, like I, I love those guys that I went to college with, like they were definitely the kinds of guys that like would get me day. There would be days where they're pushing me to go to the gym, but there are equally as many days that they're pushing me to go to Taco Bell. So <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, 
having them in my corner, like they realized, like, again, I brought them into my process. I was like, Hey, like, you know, I love you guys. I love Taco Bell. I love going to Taco Bell with you guys, but for the next couple of weeks to a month, I don't know if I can do that right now. I'm going to need you guys to like be in my corner. And they're like, okay, like we got you. So again, like the scheduling and everything like that, like, that's great. You'll come up with it yourself when you get into a rhythm with it, but it's finding those people around you to keep you motivated. That, that was pivotal to me. Yeah. It's, I mean, cause it's, it's a long journey and it's even longer if you're doing it by yourself with, with whatever your goals are. So it's when you have that support system, that those people that are there to, to help you out, they'll be able to find that schedule that, that works for you. Like, Hey, this is, these are the foods that, that I enjoy. Uh, this is a, either a healthy alternative to it or, or what it is. You know, look, look up certain nutrition. What are, what are things that you enjoy? How can you have it? And then like find out a way, find out times and, and ways that you can exercise. You don't have to be doing hit exercises twice a day, every single day for two hours. Like it doesn't have to be that. And switch it up. Like for me, like, I think the biggest thing too is like on the workout side, it's like, you know, there were de- like, again, I was 300 pounds. I'm not a runner by any mean of the word. You mm. are a runner. I am not a runner. <laughs> so for me, it's like, you know, when I was going and it's like, all right, I'm doing like those first steps that we're talking about. It's like, all right, what are those first kind of workouts that I was doing? Realistically, it was like doing a walk around the park, doing a like run around the block seeing I'm going to be winded by the time I get around here, but whatever it is, it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I did my little workout for today. And then it's like, you know, a week from now, it's like, okay, now it's like, now I got to test myself. Can I do two laps around without stopping? And it's like, eventually just like building up your distance. It's just like with anything. But I think that a lot of variety is definitely huge, especially with losing weight, just because it can get so mundane so quickly. Like you can't just eat the same thing every single day. You can't do the same workout every single day. You're not going to get the results that you want to. And it's all about just being like, um, like an active learner in terms of like, if you want to actually get to where you want to be like you got to mix it up got to get in the mix and figure it out yeah got to get in the mix like change it up man like cuz if, if you're trying to do the same thing every day it's just just going to be boring and monotonous and it's and eventually you're going to crack and be like oh, I'm just going to try this you know food that I probably shouldn't have but if you're changing it up you're doing different things like hey you go for hey I'm going to go for a walk today around the block then I'm going to go hike with my friends maybe go on a bike ride after that next week and then Hey, maybe instead of going on a, a bike ride, might might go do do some play basketball, whatever it is, changing it up. It's going to be so much easier because you're breaking it up into smaller days, and it's everything is its own individual event instead of being one long day of just walking around the block or one long day of just eating grilled chicken, broccoli and rice. Like like it's just going to exactly. all be one long thing. So it's like break it's, it up. It goes back to what you said in the beginning. It's can you go one and zero every day? And I think that like at the end of the day, like there are a lot of things that go into getting a win. And whether it's, if you think on it on the sports side, whether it's having your coaches involved, your players involved, having the fans there, everything, obviously there's a lot on the underline, but for getting a win in life, like, again, it's like, you know, are you going to be eating right? It, again, this is all on the you know weight loss side, but if you're going to be eating right, are you going to be working out? Like, are you actively trying to find new things that you can do and such? Like if you're not participating in your own rescue, which is, you know, one of our favorite sayings at HBSE, like you're not doing it right. So I think that for me, like that was definitely a huge is like, how do we find new ways to be able to, you know, get me to be able to be a better, healthy person? Exactly. It's like, know what your goals are and then do it. You do your part in achieving those goals and your support system will do theirs and that's supporting you. Like at the end of the day, it's your, it's your journey. It's your adventure. It's your life take advantage of it and, and, and really like grab the bull by the horns and be like, no, this, I'm putting my foot down. This is, this is what I want to do. This is what's important to me. And it might seem like a long journey cause it is right now, but we break it down into those one and no days. It's going to be bite-sized. And then next time you look, it's going to be a week, month, year, two years. And then next thing you know, it's completed. So it's like, Break those, break those long, grueling tasks. Like, yeah, wherever you're at right now probably sucks. It probably is awful, but eventually it's going to be over and you're going to be doing something you love. So try to always think of, think of the bright side, be a little more positive towards things and hopefully it'll, it'll work out for you. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, got, got it from you. You, you prompted it, <laughs> but one, one thing uh, I know I, I sent you the question earlier that I'm, I'm really interested to see. Um, 
obviously you went through a lot of different, uh, you've had a lot of different difficult days, whether it's physically working out or working, or we've had a lot of difficulties here in our job today with, you know, quarantine and things are just different. What, what's something that you do every day or you try to do every day that is difficult? Like what's the most difficult part of your day? Um, or something that you attempt to do, you know, on a, on a regular basis? Yeah. I, when you sent this over to me, I love the question. Like, I think that for someone that lost a bunch of weight, it's kind of shocking that this is still the thing that I'm always dealing with, but it's the idea of temptation. Like, I think that the hardest thing that I do every day is avoiding temptation in the sense of, in every sense of the word, it's like, listen, like there are days where just like you've said, like for our job, like I'm waking up at 5:45 in the morning. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to go back to bed right after my first meeting. Like, am I going to do that? Like, you know what? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But, you know, like on those days, like you can't get tempted every single time. You can't check out of your own rescue every single day. Like you need to go one and oh. So for me, like, I think it's, you know, the temptation on, am I going to take today off? Is today going to be a a cheat day or a work day? Or like, am I actually going to like get after it? You know what I mean? So I think that for me, it's just like staying consistent, like avoiding temptation. Cause like I said, I love food. I, my dad loves making food. Like we, you know, we bake a bunch of stuff in our house and there's always sweets around and stuff. It's just like, that's, it's great. And I love my family for it. But at the same time, like I'm fighting against myself sometimes where it's like, damn, like there's all this great food around me. But if I want to get to where I want to be in my weight loss goals, like, and continuing on from where I am now, it's like, as we go back to that same metaphor, it's way easier to gain three pounds than it is to lose three pounds. The one cookie that I'm going to eat that's going to make me feel better from my crappy day at work is going to go and be like, you know what, like, that's just going to put me in a worse spot tomorrow. And, you know, if you think about the idea of winning every day, it's like, you know, you need to have like that winning mentality and nothing is going to stand in your way. And like, temptations are there, it's going to be staring you right in the face. And it's like, listen, like, what are you going to do today? that's going to help you overcome that to avoid temptation, to get to where you want to be and eventually find the success in, you know, whatever realm it actually is. Yeah. I think that temptation is, can be extremely difficult, especially like what you, what you just mentioned with the cookie, like eating, like eating like a cookie or something. Like if I think it's like, if you wanted to eat like a cookie that lets a hundred calories, so that's even not even a, a fat, a fattening cookie. Most are like, but, right. whatever. but like, let's say just had a hundred, like a hundred extra hundred calories. That's going to take like, I think it's like a mile or two miles like worth of running, like just to burn that off. So it's like, it, that is it worth it. Yeah. It's like, is, is the 10, so it'll probably take you, let's say it takes you two, two, three minutes to eat, to eat the cookie. And then you feel good. That is, that is a generous amount of time let's for me to gener- eat the cookie, man. Very generous. <laughs> very generous. So let's just say yeah, two minutes. We'll just give, we'll give sure. the benefit of a doubt, two minutes. And then you feel good. Let's say, we'll even give you another benefit of the doubt. We'll say you feel good for 10 minutes about yourself. So now you're, you're looking at 12 minutes of feeling, feeling great with eating, with eating this cookie, maybe let's even give you an extra two minutes uh, before you ate it because you're looking at it and you're super excited. So let's exactly. give you, let's give you 14 minutes of feeling great. Okay. Now let's say you have to, you have to run two miles to burn, to burn that cookie off. Let's say you, it's taken you eight minutes to, to run a mile. That's 19 minutes worth of, worth of exercise right there. And that's being generous on both ends, like of, of how long it takes oh, yeah. you to eat the cookie and how long it takes you to actually do that exercise. So it's like, is it worth it? Like, or just not eating it at all and doing something more productive and, or eating something that, you know, might be just as, might be just as filling, but in a more, you know, calorie conservative way. It's like, exactly. look at the pros and cons, man. You, see if it's worth it for you. And it's all about finding substitutes too. Like if you can find a way, like I know like for me, like this is, this is actually like a crazy, I don't know if most people know this actually. Like one thing that I was doing, like when I was going through the weight loss, it's like, okay, like, you know, at some point everybody gets a sweet tooth. I have a really bad sweet tooth, especially being someone who was 300 pounds at one point, definitely have a bad sweet tooth. So for me, it's like, what I would do is when I was going grocery shopping and I was buying my, you know, spinach and chicken and broccoli and rice and all the different things that I was eating, there would be one thing that I'd be like, okay, this is the one out of everything in this cart, there could be one thing that isn't the most healthy thing that I can put in my body. And typically what it would be is it would be like a candy bar. And what I would do is I would literally take like a Snickers bar and I would cut it up into like 10 different pieces or something. And that would be like my sweet that I had for literally an entire month is like, I would go like 
three, four days without eating something. And it's like, all right, I get a 10th of a Snickers bar. It's like, all right, cool. And then it's like, all right, another three day streak. Here we go. And it's like, that was, that was something again, like for me, like that was a mix of like, it was really healthy for me because it was a motivator. Like I knew that I was going to get a sweet tooth and I was going to bake into my actual fitness routine. It's like, you know, I can actually do that. I'm working out so much. I'm eating well. I'm not, you know, when I'm eating something sweet, I'm not eating a thousand calories and a hundred grams of fat, having this much of a Snickers bar, which isn't good for me by any means, but you know, we're talking 50 calories of what that is and then go in the gym and burn it out. It's not like diving head first, if that makes sense. So I think for me, that was something that I did that maybe it works for other people. Maybe I'm insane. I don't know, but whatever it is, help me out. So I don't think you're insane at all. It's you recognize what your weakness, you know, you recognize what your weakness is. You knew like I have a sweet tooth and that's something that you're not going to change. Like you can do what, what you can do, change almost anything about, but that's going to be hard to, that's going to be hard to kick. And so you recognize that that's going to be a weakness that you're going to have. And so you built in a system that is going to both a appease your sweet tooth that you know that you're going to have and b also continue to achieve your goal of losing weight in a healthy manner what you had a snickers bar which what's let's say it's what 300 calories over the course of a month yeah something like that and that's like it's not that's that's 300 calories over the course of a month that's what 10 10 10 a calorie 10 calories a day something like that like something like that <laughs> it's like, that's not that's not that's not that much and over the over the course of the reward of it's maintaining that equilibrium because exactly let, let's say you didn't do that then you don't have a snickers bar at all at one point you're going to be like you know what i'm just going to buy like five snickers like i'll just buy like five six it's it's halloween let me just get a whole bunch of stuff and then now, instead of just having the one Snicker bar over the course of a month, you just had five over the course of five minutes, and now you're really screwed. <laughs> so it's like exactly, and that's that what's in, crazy like, about yeah. weight loss too. Is it's like like I know we keep throwing it back to the same analogy, but it is crazy how quickly and how easily I can gain three pounds versus how hard it is to actually burn three pounds. So like I think it's all about like that was like that whole snicker bars thing. Like that was something that like, I did not do like later into it. I had to learn about like how my body was going to react to things. And like in the beginning, like there were a bunch of hurdles where there were uh, like, there are plenty of times for as many times the snicker bar analogy works where I cut it into 10 pieces and I only ate one over a course of a month. There were three or four times earlier than that in my weight loss journey where it was, I bought a Snickers bar and okay. Oh my God, where did it just go? Oh, it's all, it's all over me. Okay. Like I already ate it. So it's like (laughs) one of those things where it's like, you know, like as much temptation as is there, like, again, like the number one thing that I do every day is like, try to avoid the temptation of not winning. I love that analogy that you threw. I'm going to use that every single day. It's like trying to go undefeated every single day. How do you go one and oh? And I think that it's just finding what works for you and like actually sticking to it and like knowing like, Hey, always have a bend, don't break mentality. There's no reason why, let's say like, you know, for like a classic example of someone is like, all right, I'm going to eat well during the week from Monday, Monday to Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I can go out and I can do what I want. Right. The problem with that is, is it's like when you go Saturday and Sunday, when you're going off the rails, like, are you eating an entire pizza? Like, what do you, like, what is your version of like not eating healthy? Mean? Like if you're going to go and, you know, eat five Snickers bars or whatever it's going to be, you just totally screwed the five days of great work that you just did that you worked so hard to get to. Mm. And then you look at it on Monday and it's like, well, I'm back to where I started. And you're just on like this never ending hamster wheel. Like you can't put yourself in that. Like, it's all about like trying to find ways to be able to say like, not only am I going to allow myself to bend and like, all right, I can have a little bit of the Snickers bar, but I'm not going to go full fledged into this where I'm going to ruin the last four or five days of hard work. That'd be crazy. So I think it's all about just like finding that once you get to that point, that's where it starts to get really easy. And obviously getting to that point is the hardest, but I think it's all about just like knowing in the back of your head, like, Hey, you're going to slip a little bit. It's okay to slip, but just know that when you're doing it, there's no reason to slip and slide all the way down the mountain. It's slip, regain your footing and keep trudging ahead. Exactly. It's, it's all about learning from your mistakes and, and that's in whatever you're doing in life. I mean, I know we've, we've, we're, we're pretty young guys. So I know we, we have a lot of life ahead of us, hopefully, um, where you can learn from you know, other mistakes. And I'm sure there's other people that have a lot more wisdom and, but in the short years and short experiences that I've had, it's, you know, it's, it's what, what mistakes do you make? Recognize when you make the mistakes, try to, 
um, you know, adjust for if, if you made a mistake with, you know, an, another individual, make sure you rectify the, the mishap and then learn from it. Make sure that you always learn from your mistake because if you don't, that's when the issue happens. It's, it's what do you do? How do you respond to your failures? If you're, if you're, if you respond to your failure by crawling up in a ball and, and not paying attention and not learning from it, well, that's an issue. But if, if you fail in, in an aspect where it's like, Hey, I, I had a really bad weekend. Like I, I, I ate two pizzas and had three Snickers bars. It's like, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to write my meal plan. I'm going to meal plan for or meal prep for the rest of the week. I'm not going to have to cook anything else. I'm going to be good. Boom. That's good. You'll learn from your mistake. But if you just go like, ah, man, I ate all this pizza. I feel like crap. You know what? I'm going to go eat another pizza. Cause I feel so bad. Like, like, no, you just, you're messing up right you now. Can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> And it's in any aspect. It hasn't. It doesn't have to be food. It's like if if you do if you have a mistake in any aspect of your life, whether it's professional, personal, social, whatever it is, make sure that you learn from it, and so then you're you don't make that mistake later on in the future. One hundred percent. I mean, I think it's all about just like when you find that obstacle that's in the road. Like, are you willing to acknowledge it, or are you always just going to walk around it every single time? Like, at some point, you're going to have to stare it in the face. And it sucks. And no one likes to stare bad things in the face, but you know we have to do it. And if you're going to get to where you want to be, sometimes you got to look that bad thing in the face and say, "Screw you! I'm coming through you, not around you." So I think that for me, like again, it all goes back to bend, don't break. Like there's no reason to throw away all your hard work and say and throw your head down. I'm a failure. This, this, that, and the other. It's like no, you're not a failure. You're human. You you took a second. You realized like okay, like. I do want a Snickers bar right now. And you're not going to jail because you want a Snickers bar. You're not morbidly obese because you want a Snickers bar. It's just acknowledge what you're doing. It's like, okay, this is something that I'm doing. And how am I going to find a way to adapt and overcome from this? Like that's the, that's the biggest thing. Jake, you got me ready to run through a wall, man. This is this motivation I was talking about. Like you just got, you know what to say, when to say it. And, and really, I mean, Honestly, we could continue talking for another three, four hours about about this or just, you know, some of the, the motivations on, on how you can better yourself, your lifestyle, whatever it is. I'm sure we could go on for, for hours. We probably had hour long conversations uh oh, at, yeah. the, at the Kensington Castle before. But um th- thanks so much for, for joining us here on, on this episode. Um where could people go if they wanted to, you know, learn more about you or, or anything like that? Yeah, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, feel free. Uh it's Jake underscore Snyder double underscore because I'm that guy. Um, and then besides that, um, you know, I'm happy to connect with anybody on LinkedIn. Um, you can just look me up, Jake Snyder. Um, but outside of that, if anybody's looking to learn more about weight loss or they just want to be able to talk through, or maybe if like someone doesn't actually have like that support system that they, you know, necessarily had around like I did, I'm more than happy to like have those conversations with anyone. So feel free to reach out. I'm happy to network. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jake. And uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. This has been another episode of Innovators Anonymous. Hope that you enjoyed. Make sure that you share, like, subscribe, um, all that good stuff. It really helps us know that you're enjoying the show. If you want some more content, make sure that you follow us on on Instagram at innovators.anonymous. We post uh, clips, highlights, all that stuff from from previous episodes and helps you know what's going to be coming down the pipeline next. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.